Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! It's kind of a funny story. I was on the stationary bike this morning watching the World Junior coverage. I'm like, we should have Rich Sutter as our World Juniors insider. Boom, send. I sent it to Rich. How about that? Not Clark. <laughs> so Rich wrote me back. I'm in! When Christmas rolls around, everybody's going to be locked down. You're all, we're all going to be watching the World Juniors, and we'll all convene here every morning to talk about the game the night before and tee up the next night's game. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Good morning, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We are back on Game Plus TV, and we're very excited about it. Yeah. How are you doing, Moose? I'm great. Brand new week, and uh, as you can see by the guest board, a lot of hockey talk coming up. NHL great, current pro scout, Columbus Blue Jackets' Rich Sutter will be joining us here right in the bunker in hour one. He's here scouting in the Dub Hub. We're very excited to welcome Richie to the show here. He's already won the Rockstar of the Day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. He's got the hat. It's already done. And in hour two from the Winnipeg Jets, radio broadcast crew, Jamie Thomas will be joining us uh, because I'm wondering... Well, I'll get to the question here in the in the uh, quick six show topics. Let me just say this: How was your weekend? It was awesome. You know, it seemed like really quiet and almost too long. I'm waiting to get back in here, and then it kind of got jump started early. It felt like the weekend ended at about uh, uh, seven o'clock last night when we showed up to the rink. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was, was yeah, that's totally it. But I predicted a lot of pizza pops and NASCAR mm-hmm. on the weekend, yeah. and I didn't really have much of either. Well, that's probably a good... Well, not the NASCAR, but the pizza I was watching National Hot Rod Association races out of Vegas, though. Sweet. So, but not NASCAR. All right, let's go to the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. I'm going to get to the football topics, but first I'm just going to say Sunday's NHL leftovers. We were doing a hockey game last night in the Dub Hub, so... Your Leafs, did it kill you not to be able to watch your Leafs in Vancouver? I watched most of it. I didn't get to watch the end of it, so... Which nice. is what all that mattered. <laughs> it was all that mattered was the end of it. Well, sure. that's the thing. Was there only one game in the NHL Sunday? Because it seemed that way. That's yeah, no. my, my first leftover. This morning on SportsCenter, 10 minutes dedicated to the Canucks and the Leafs, which Vancouver won in overtime. And I kind of kid. I kid. It was an impressive win by Vancouver. I see one of our first commenters here said, Kenneth from Regina says, how shocked are you to see Vancouver win after weeks away? Was that a shock? It wasn't. It was in their barn. You wondered, like, I, I kind of thought it was either going to go one way or the other, like it was going to be on the extremes, right? They were going to be really rested and they were going to come out and flying or they were going to get taken behind the woodshed. But you know what? When you have games like this or you have things that the team goes to get goes through and you kind of have your back against the wall, those teams seem to come out together, right? You get to see what they're made of. And so it tells me a lot about the culture in Vancouver. Yeah, and I guess they're not predictable, but it looked like a heck of a hockey game. Again, we were in the double, but it's led to my question. Who is the number one team in Canada? Because Toronto beat Edmonton, Winnipeg beat Toronto, Edmonton beat Winnipeg. (laughs) It's like a cat chasing its tail. Who is the best team in Canada, and does it even matter? I mean, we'll get into this with Rich Sutter next segment when he joins us, but how important is it to finish in first in Canada? Obviously, you want to finish as high as you can, but how important is it versus, well, we're in the home stretch here, just being ready to go come playoff time. It really feels like it's going to be Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton. It's not necessarily in that order as the top three. Not that I want to take anything away from Montreal because they're a good hockey team. 
I think finishing first matters. I do. I think that that two three series is going to be a dogfight. But again, if you get in, you don't know what you're going to get. You're going right? to get Montreal no matter what if you finish. First. They're all going to be good though. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people commenting. We're going to send a shout out to Mike Abu Meshwick, our good friend Mike, ten-year CFL or Grey Cup champion, panelist here, who is in Toronto, and uh, he's already said it. He's put it on Facebook, so it's not a secret. He's there to donate a kidney. So way to go, Abu. Awesome. Um, a lot of people just wishing him well. He's in the hospital all week. A lot of us don't understand how this works. Probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the procedure's Thursday. So we're saying Abu strong here on the program. Uh, I just want to point out Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, have won six in a row. And they're tied. <laughs> Rich, look at the look. <laughs> Canada's team. They are tied with Colorado for the most points in the National Hockey League. Just putting it out there. And I'll say this, it's Marlowe Monday. Tonight, Patty Marlowe of Aneroid, Saskatchewan, will play game number 1,768, breaking Gordie Howe's record. And I'll just say this has been rattling around in my cranium. People say, um, yeah, but Gordie played another however many more in the WHA, 1,000. Hey, it's pro hockey, but how come in the NFL they don't acknowledge CFL stats for combined Guys that played in both leagues, like Flutie's, for instance. Yeah. They don't acknowledge that. No, they don't. And pro hockey in the American League, too. We're not counting those games. I mean, it's the National Hockey League, right? It's a big deal. And, and I mean, I wasn't around for the WHA days, so I can't compare that. But, no. This I'm just a, saying. It's a big deal. Don't take anything away from Patty. It's a huge deal. Huge. Number one. Gordy had number one in both, right, for the longest time. Yeah. So, way to go, Patty Marlowe. And I think the coolest thing is both those guys our Saskatchewan guys. Uh, Point two of the quick six show topics today is, hey, I misquoted myself. For the football people that are watching, um, when I, the clip that went up yesterday from our content creator, Nelson Vo, where I said it feels like the CFL is trying to distract us with the global draft and the Canadian draft, I misquoted myself. And I guess I got to be careful now when we're on national television, every little thing you say touches off a firestorm. And it isn't what I meant. I was explaining it to you last night in the press box. What I meant was they're bringing out little appetizers, like a little shrimp, you know, and a little escargot. And I'm like, get out of it. I want the steak. So trying to appease you with littler things when the bigger story is this. So a distraction would be like what my mom said when on the farm, when she was making supper for the farmhands at seeding her harvest, the guys would come in for supper. And if she didn't have it ready, she would set the table. And they would all think that it was coming. She was distracting them. And, and it worked. Yeah. Until she had supper ready. It's a little different. I don't think the CFL is trying to distract us with anything, but they're giving us little appetizers, and it's not filling our appetite. But then you keep eating and keep drinking all these little things, and eventually when they say, oh, the steak's not coming, you've already had enough. You're like, well, I'm kind of full anyway, and it's already November. It's time to go do something else. Like, I already got to go. So maybe that's the hope, but yeah, I get it. Are we saying steaks coming or not coming? I guess is the bottom line on this. I'm still, I still want the steak. So yeah, so as long waiting. as you want it, I'm optimistic that it's coming. I'll sit at the table. You're willing to wait, okay? Oh, for sure. We we'll don't do, really have a choice. We'll sit here and visit. We got good company. I'm not yeah. at the table by myself. We, we, we don't really have a choice. But I guess the point is, I have saw this a lot on the weekend from from Twitter from people like I'm really getting worried about the CFL season. I'm worried about this. Well, the federal budget's coming down. What today? And the CFL, I guess their decision will be hinged somewhat to the federal budget. So we'll see where it goes. I guess my point is I misquoted myself. CFL is not trying to distract us. They're just trying to tease us with appetizers. Then it's not filling our hunger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Point three, 
I've split it. Number, the first part, the new Cincinnati Bengals uniforms. Can you put it up, guys? Because Cincinnati ESPN Radio, they say, Mo Wagger, our good friend, said, I just want to know what Rod thinks about this. So you know the story between Mo Wagger and I with Cincinnati, uh, what is it, 1310 radio there. We had a little bit of a rivalry. Um, I don't know about those Bengals jerseys. I said to Mo, did, did they change them at all? It's not a huge. And by the way, they're watching us on Buckeye Cable down there on Game Plus TV all through the Cincinnati area. I'm not going to poo-poo it, but how about winning some games and making the playoffs? Yeah. I'm not like, going down. The, it's okay. It's a jersey. It's they, okay. I'd like to see the orange one a little bit more full. Um, it looks to me, I just see it. I see Denver Broncos. Um, oh, yeah. A little bit too orange. It, doesn't, it clashes with the helmet a little bit. The white I kind of like. I, I like the black. I don't, I don't think they're that bad. They're, They're not good. bad, It's but it's, again, it's the players in the jerseys that yeah. matter. So, yeah, cool. Run out and get your Bengals jersey. I'm splitting that with a late add-on. Russ Jackson, the greatest Canadian quarterback ever in the history of the CFL. Did you see his quote from three down? I did. He told John Hodge that his heart sank when he heard that there was a merger potentially happening between the CFL and the XFL. And I guess this kind of dawned on me last week. And I, because I'm so a forward thinker, I'm not a backward thinker. So as far as the CFL three-down Canadian game, it kind of took for Russ Jackson to say it versus some of these other people in the CFL where it's really upsetting where he could see this Canadian game die. While talking with the, with the governing bodies of junior football in this country, university football in this country, Canadian football is not going to die. But the CFL way of life may and when Russ says it, it kind of hits home a little more, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, so what? I think we've said this. Would you want to keep banging your head against the wall against a league that's hand-to-mouth and has been for 100 years or merge with an American league, more people, more population, more players, more prosperous? I'm still not changing my mind, but what Russ said just kind of brought it home to me a little more. Fair? Yeah. No, it, it just brings brings to light the seriousness of this and what it means Mm -hmm. and how people are going to be affected by this and, you know, really hits home with the seriousness uh, of the situation that the CFL is in and what we stand to lose if we move this way. But doesn't mean that we don't need to move in that direction. Doesn't mean we have to, but even if we do, it just kind of brings to light, look at this isn't a small thing that's happening right now. It's no small thing. Well, and is it happening at all? I mean, back to this, you know, you see people are very upset saying we, if this is going on and being talked about behind closed doors and it's a secret to everybody, this is wrong. That's from former uh, chairman in the Canadian Football League that the fans and the media and certainly the players should be kept abreast of what's going on behind closed doors in the CFL. But I'm kind of at a point now where it's not going to happen. I'm tired of arguing, you know, and when people say, oh, I'm tired of this XFL thing, I feel like it is just beginning, but I'm certainly tired of arguing. I'm going to stop here and drop anchor for a second on some of these comments. Jeff, the Stamps fan, regarding the Bengals jerseys, says it looks like they're old unis. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's why I tweeted it. Well, at, I think we need a side-by-side. It's I like, know. spot the differences. I tweeted it at Mo Egger. I'm like, did they change? Uh, whatever. Good. Way to go, Bengals. As Jeff in Winnipeg says, meh, Bengals still going to suck. <laughs> Monty and Saskatoon with the reasoning of everybody. Who cares? It's not the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it's all that matters. Uh, Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, I wonder what in the federal budget 
would have the CFL waiting. Just from what I've read on the weekend, and most of it comes from three down, and Steve Simmons, of course, got a lot of play with his column in the Toronto Sun on the weekend that they're waiting to see where the money is going to be spent by the federal government. That's what budgets do. And from there, I guess, I, I get what you're saying, Jeff. I don't really necessarily understand it either. Do you want to take that question? Why would the CFL be waiting on the federal government when they've been told no twice yeah. to a no-interest loan? Well, I think you still hold out hope, right, that uh, that they might show up with a line item in there for the CFL. But you also look at the other government programs. We saw in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers books, right, I believe it was $3 million in federal assistance that they accessed through the wage subsidy, right, to, to keep things going. So what other things are going to be in the budget that might help the league that they can access creatively? It won't look like here's on line 655, $30 million for the CFL to distribute and use at their whim. It's these programs and these other you know, funding models. You know, the wage subsidy has been extended now a little bit longer, so that will help. Um, maybe they're looking for something like that. I'm looking for a lot of, sorry, I'm looking at a lot of comments. They're all over the place. This is what we do here in the warm-up, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One-stop shopping. Call or order online. That's Four Seasons Sports Palace. From Norway, Trent's watching. He says, Norway calling. Vancouver beats the Leafs after the corona situation. Is this the annual folding for Toronto? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that How be? about that? Campbell needs to up his game for the Leafs. Uh, Alex Smith retires from the NFL just before you went to air, according to TSN.ca. And good luck to Abu with his Oregon gift. May Marlowe get the NHL games record. Well done. Stay well, everybody. Just Trent checking in from Norway. Thank you, Trent. I appreciate that. Uh, Somebody was asking here if the CBC should go back to, sorry, if the CFL should go back to CBC and the CBC Gem app. They got to fold first before that happens, and I don't know if that's going to happen. I know this. The CEBL, which we're following closely, they had their draft last week. I put it in my 10 things column. The Saskatchewan Rattlers had the number one overall pick, and they took Nervin's Demosthenes, a six-foot-three guard from Bishop's University. Um, I'm following the league that's doing great things. I kind of look at it like the beer industry. You got Budweiser and Labatt up here. Just statistically in terms of stale sales, you got Molson in the middle and you got all these little craft beers coming up from underneath. The CEBL is like a craft beer. The NLL in a way is a craft beer. It's smaller, right? Yeah. You got the NFL is the big Budweiser and it's squeezing the middle ones, right? Right. If, if Molson's in the middle, but I think if you follow the mergers of Coors Light and Molson and all these companies, it's just you get the big one, the, the smaller ones, and it's squeezing the middle class. And is the CFL not in the middle class? I would think so. That's how it feels to me. It's bigger than the little ones, and it's smaller than the big ones. Yeah, like they're not the craft beer, but they're not the juggernaut either, the behemoth. So they are in the middle. And, you know, the craft beer is eclectic, and that's what everybody wants to be a fan of. But yet tried and true is what's at the top, and you kind of get lost in the middle. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to read this comment from Trent in uh, Toronto from Sober Athletic where, shoot, here he goes. I respect Patrick Marlowe, and he totally deserves the recognition as all-time NHL games leader. But I feel sad Gordie Howe loses this record to a guy who played a softer game, didn't miss much time due to injuries, and the thousand games Gordie has in the WHA does mean something to me. I still tip my hat to Patrick, but my old crusty heart is still with Mr. Hockey. That's totally fine. Totally makes sense to me, doesn't it, to you? 
For sure. Love whoever you want, but we know Patty Marlowe personally. Love him. He's from here. Well, by the way, so is Gordy. Love whoever you want. It's a free country. But hats off to Marlowe Monday as Patty does it tonight in Las Vegas. Um, Monty uh, in Saskatoon says, how many CEBL games are you going to go to this season? All of them. Hopefully all of them. (laughs) All of them. They're playing June 7th, baby. The Saskatchewan Rattlers versus the league champion Edmonton Stingers in Sastel Center. We're going to be there or be square. Uh, last four, Dub Hub. We did uh, the game last night. The Pats beat the Prince Albert Raiders 4-3. First win for the Pats in the post-Connor Bedard era. Hell of a game. It was the Golden Corral of hockey games. It had a little bit of everything. Did it ever. It had fights. It had goals. It had injuries. Mm-hmm. Old-time hockey last night in the Dub Hub. Another doubleheader today. Uh, the Jays... Split with Kansas City. How come the Jays just can't get ahead in the American League East? They split with the Royals. They won the series against the Yankees, and they're still third in the AL East. I know. But, hey, wait till George Springer comes. That's the saving grace, right? And then they're going to win the World Series. And then, uh, point six, other weekend sports notes. I just want to mention the Raps beat Oklahoma City Thunder. Watch out for the Raptors, by the way. They're coming. Stuart Sink won the RBC Heritage. It was a good sports weekend. Very good. Dupes, we'll see you a little later. See you next hour. I think a good uh, face-off later on might be this. If the CFL-XFL merges, does Canadian football die? Ooh, you think about that. I will. Rich Sutter in the bunker next. It's our Monday morning coffee get-together for Caliber Coffee. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result... Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome, everybody. Uh, I got to uh, apologize to Troy. I'm sorry, Troy, in Toronto from Sober Athletic Wear. He's got my name wrong. I thought we were friends. We only got 800 messages coming in here, Troy. I'm sorry. And I'm sweating under these lights. But anyways, we got a lot of comments to get to. And I'll just say Mike Blackbird in Toronto says, what's happened to the NLL? Where are they? 
they have mothballed basically until late next fall. And so they'll be fine, but everybody's doing their own thing in the National Lacrosse League. Okay, we're talking hockey now. Rich Sutter joins us in the bunker. 874 NHL games, 149 goals, 1,411 penalty minutes. How you doing, Richie? I'm great. How are you? Good. Great to be here. Welcome to the WHL Hub Center. Finally. Yeah, have you had fun here watching hockey? It's been great. It's been a real good experience. Um, you know, things that I wanted to do and was hoping to see uh, has, has happened the last few days and hopefully get another good day. If, if today was anywhere as good as yesterday, we've had a good day. Yeah, no kidding. Doubleheader yesterday, great hockey. Tonight it's Winnipeg versus Swift Current and then PA versus Moose Jaw. We're going to talk NHL junior everything with rich by the way scout pro scout for the columbus blue jackets mm-hmm. can i just say that you want to do um recognize patrick marlowe well, you know here's a guy that you know and i watched him when he was a 16 year old in western hockey league final um this guy carried his hockey team on his back as a 16 year old and he was a big strong kid that could fly then and i'm just so proud of this kid uh good farm boy we know what farm boys are all about and and uh, just the career he's had, I think, um, you know, Patty, I just want to recognize you today. Just that how, how, what a wonderful career you've had, how much fun it's been watching you, uh, quietly cheering you on. Um, your epitome of a, what a real athlete, a strong, true professional athlete's all about, your, your, your commitment to excellence, your commitment to uh, being just not a great hockey player, but a great person, a, Someone who's represented uh, San Jose so well. Um, great family guy. Um, so congratulations to you and hope that uh, hey, you skate well enough to play another year so don't think about hanging them up yet. Yeah, no kidding. And they're in Vegas tonight taking on the Golden Knights. And unfortunately, the Marlows won't be in attendance because of COVID stuff. They'll be watching on television. But just one more on Marlow. How about Troy in Toronto's comment that Gordy did it in a tougher era, his uh, 1700 and 86 games well you know i would say yes and no to that you play you know um today's game is just you know in the last on a year-to-year basis it's just it's, it's transformed so much rod the speed the skill the the pace uh you know to really truly appreciate what these guys do and how fast they do it at the pace they do it at you know it's even it's been mind-boggling to me at times and to to get down to ice level to really really appreciate other than what you see up top 120 130 nights a year um what these guys do it and how they do it on a day-to-day basis look it's a grind you know you can't get to where you're at without being committed and putting your body through a lot of stuff and uh you know he's done that so you know yeah it's great what gordy's done you know knowing that wonderful man for a few years before he passed and his family and their commitment to uh, how they are today and what well, Patty's done the same. So just in a different area. And I think it's been it's certainly been no easier and it's been every bit as hard as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Bill Lothian's watching. He says, absolutely rich. Met Pat's dad in Swift Current while on a scouting trip. A gem of a guy. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Congrats from a Cinnaboya. Um, Monty says... Watching in Saskatoon. Rich is looking great. You know, I said that when you jumped out of the truck at the lake the other day. What are you doing right? Exercising, eh? No, not... Well, I mean, you try to. I mean, wintertime is not the greatest time to exercise. True. It. My wife, Rhonda, is awesome. She does... Uh, 
you know, she, she loves her yoga. She loves getting outside walking. Um, we, you know, one thing that's, you know, we've been allowed to do with this, you know, what we've dealt with for the last 14 months is that, uh, we've been able to spend a lot of time together, but able to get outside and, uh, we love the mountains. Uh, you know, we weren't able to get to our home in Montana this past year. Uh, so we've taken advantage of the, of the Rockies in Canada and to get outside and a lot of hikes, uh, a lot of cycling, um, outdoor cycling for me personally. And I think it's really helped me. And, you know, I got to get back on that, on that, on that, uh, training regimen again here pretty soon now the weather's finally warmed up and you get back outside and do a lot of things that so you won't find me inside too much unless i'm watching hockey to be quite frank right, well i'm sure you yeah. never get tired of the compliments so this is the easy part for me rich is fine with answering questions from the viewers i know yeah. he are so i'm gonna let you folks take over you people can take over watching and the prairie mobile text line is open 306-840-8777 prairie mobile is your authorized sas tell mobility dealer Johnny Schmidt's a big Habs fan, Rich, and apologies for the way he says this, but he says, Rich, have you spoke to Daryl about the shames and what they need to do to get into the playoffs? He's talking about the Flames, of course. What did you say? You only talked to Daryl once since he took over there? I don't need to talk to Daryl, quite frankly. You know, Daryl's got bigger fish to fry and lots going on with this group. Look, um, they are what they are today. They know what they are and where they are. Uh, Hopefully they can get some more answers of where they feel they're going to be going here in the next, you know, two, three weeks. And, uh, um, look, uh, there's teams uh, around the league. We've all got problems, you know, to some degree in, in how we go about how we do our business. So, uh, yes, there will be some – I imagine there will be some changes there, but that's not for me to really have my input on because that's not my organization. Yeah. Well, here's another one. You, you chimed in on our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, who's the most underrated player in the National Hockey League? You came up with some of these. Nikolai Ehlers, Alex Barkov, Bo Horvat, or Sebastian Aho. And on Twitter right now, Nick Ehlers is leading with 34%. On Facebook, right in front of you, Ehlers is leading there, correct? Yes. But it's pretty split. Did we get the four right ones? What do you think? Well, I think there's a, there's a lot of players actually right you know i mean from the outside viewer but for me myself uh you know when you're kind of in in the in the trenches and see what's going on with all these teams and how they play and you see a lot of them consistently um you know i watch hockey pretty much 24 7 and um look there's a lot of players that a lot of people don't really know about you just you see the names and they're not recognizable because they're in the carolinas they're in other markets of the world that we don't get that type of a news from those areas but i think you know um for me personally uh there's not a lot of underage players because you know who are the good players are on every team but i think from a fan standpoint there's a lot of underrated players just simply think more than anything because we don't hear about them up here mm -hmm. well if there was a fifth it would have been probably ryan nugent hopkins we debated that a little bit and you said he could play on your team any day. Well, I mean, this, I mean, we all know, I mean, everyone knows about Ryan Newsom Hopkins. I mean, he's a Western Canadian kid. He played in the Western Hockey League. He's played in Edmonton for his whole career. Um, he's had a great career there. Um, you know, so for me, he's not really an underrated player because I know what he is. Well, and, and it's not a bad segue there with Red Deer. We all saw him go number one overall to the Rebels, saw him go to the Orders. 
And yeah. even the buzz in the rink yesterday at the Dub Hub was about Brent stepping down in Red Deer. And the guys are saying, how is Brent? What's the deal? What can you tell us about Brent? Uh, handing the reins over to nephew Sean. Well, Brent, Brent's, you know, he's doing fine. Um, you know, comes a point, you know, in your, in your career, you know, um, you know, Brent's not a string chicken anymore. And, and even though you might want to think that, but, you know, he's got, you know, he's, He's got a life to live too, right? And and he 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 needs to enjoy it. He needs to have his health and to be able to enjoy it. And uh, look, when you're when you're an owner of, of a Western Hawk League team and a single owner as him and Connie are, uh, you know, with no outside partners, uh, and what's gone on in the hockey world the last few months, there's a lot of stress that goes on when you know, like there's there's bills to be paid and a lot of things that have to happen. And and and. Uh, Plus, he's running a big farm, they do. So they've got a lot on their plate, and I think it's good for Brent to, to probably take a step back now uh, and watch what his team has got here in the next two, three weeks to finish out the season. Uh, and for Sean to, to probably get behind the bench and see what he's got there as well so they can get their heads together and, and, and you know, their knowledge and hopefully skill set to build it you know, take a step forward with what they have to do this summer. And, and I think it's it's a good move by Brent at this point. Um, you know, and, and it's, you know, it is a bit of a kick in the stomach because you got to make a decision at some point, right, to take a step back, whether uh, it's now or later. But uh, I think in the long run, Brent's knowledgeable enough. He's got good people around him. Uh, he will get the right people in place uh, in due time here. And hopefully the Rebels will take that step forward. Merrick's the brains behind the operation. Let's be honest. Well, that's what he says. Yes. So, uh, so um, you know, and Brent, <laughs> if we believe that, <laughs> and look, Merrick's done a heck of a job. There's no doubt, and and and, and Merrick's got aspirations too. And uh, quite frankly, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that you know some of these uh, some NHL teams haven't brought him on board. I was kind of hoping that maybe a team like Seattle would would find a fit for for a get for a guy like Merrick. I think Merrick's a very talented, wise. Uh, smart individual and I think he wherever he goes he will be an asset to uh, to an organization well I know that he does a great job in Red Deer and by the way Sean Dufour is watching WHL linesman says I love that Daryl was the coach for Marlowe's very first NHL game that's pretty cool too and speaking of that I mean it's hockey's first family we say it all the time with the Sutters you can't throw a stone without it affecting a team that's got a Sutter on it and before we talk about Brandon and the Canucks just on Red Deer like Brent's holding on to that team forever, I would think. I mean, I would think in Red Deer, they love the fact that a Sutter owns the Rebels. Well, you know, they've done a terrific job there. Uh, Brent and Connie are very community-minded people. Um, They're involved in the community. um, And and they've kept busy there for years and and very active. So, you know, I don't know where Brent's thinking. or it's uh, We don't really talk about that stuff too much. But obviously, I would believe that there's... There's been some people probably made some calls over the last few years wanting to know if he, you know, kicking tires about where his thoughts are about owning the club moving forward. And uh, look, uh, it's in a great uh, area. Um, it's a terrific building. Brent Connie has spent a lot of money uh, investing into that building, uh, what's inside the guts of that building, and the, uh, the, just the whole uh, makeup for what these kids are offered on a day to day basis and the facilities. Uh, speak for themselves at a pro level. Um, so, uh, look, it's one of the top and best places to live uh, and to play hockey. So it, it's a great spot, and, uh, you know, 
it's a team that uh, will continue to be highly regarded in the Western Hockey League and, and spit out players, which is what they're all about. What a home run, though. Central Alberta for the Western Hockey League. There's no doubt. Yeah. Right? And I just can't imagine anybody but a Sutter owning the Red Deer Rebels. Um, should we take a break, guys, or fire one more at Richie? Okay, we're going to take a break, come back with a sports update. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks and them coming back and playing last night and winning. And he's got a nephew on the team. From Cody, watching on YouTube, can you put this up on the screen, guys? From Cody Fajardo's biggest fan, watching on YouTube, I love you, Rich Sutter. <laughs> Look at a lot of fans here today, Richie. No shock. So we'll be right back and take more of your NHL questions with Rich Sutter. It's a Monday morning get-together. Thanks for joining us on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. More with uh, Rich Sutter coming up. But first, a sports update. The Toronto Maple Leafs are hoping forward Zach Hyman is not seriously injured. He left Sunday night's game against the Canucks after a knee-on-knee collision with Vancouver defenseman Alex Edler. Toronto went on to lose 3-2 in overtime. Brendan Botcher beat Kevin Cooey 6-2 in another big all-Alberta game on Sunday to book a spot in the men's final of the Humpty's Champions Cup today. Botcher also knocked off Cooey in the same venue earlier this year to win the Briar. Meanwhile, Ottawa's Rachel Homan secured a berth in today's women's championship. Three Montrealers featured in an NBA game last night between the Raptors and Oklahoma City Thunder. Montreal's Chris Boucher had 31 points for the Raptors and new teammate Kahem Birch added seven. The third Montrealer was the Thunder's Lugens Dort. Toronto won 112-106. Alex Bowman passed Denny Hamlin on a restart with 10 laps to go and drove away at Richmond Raceway for his third career victory in the NASCAR Cup Series. That went down on Sunday. Bowman produced a stunning conclusion to a race that Hamlin had dominated along with Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano. With all eyes on Hamlin and Logago on the restart, Bowman ducked inside Hamlin, easily gained the spot, held it to the finish, became the eighth winner in the nine cup races this season. Told you I was into NASCAR this year. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We already had the uh, Flames question, Sheldon. You obviously logged in, so rewind on that. Um, The guy wrote in here, Rich, about the Jets. James, Here it is. James in Borden, Manitoba says, The Jets face the Leafs twice this week. They're four points back. Maybe by next Monday the Jets are tied for first. Please, hockey gods. My question to you is, how important is it to finish first in this country? I don't know if it's that important, quite frankly. You know, these teams are so good, and and they're able to win in any building in the league, any building in Canada, for that matter, at this point. And uh, I think the biggest thing is you want to go in playing as well as you can possibly be, and that's the biggest thing. And I think if you ask any coach, they're going to say the same thing, is that, you need your guys playing well at the right time and you need your goaltending playing well at the right time and biggest thing is I think you look at that right now uh, yeah those are big games for the Jets they're big games for the Leafs that are kind of scuffling a little bit right now too so uh, you know the Jets not having Blake Wheeler's a big hole and uh, you know how long is he going to be out is it has to be a real concern there 
you know, and now and then now you wait and sit and see what the next two, three days bring about on Zach Hyman. So that's a big hole to fill, especially that, you know, you're not just going out and plucking a guy off someone else's roster at this time of the year because that's not happening because it's not, you know, the trade deadline has passed. So, you know, uh, I think you can win in any building. You know, the game is, the, the, the margin of error is so slim rod. The, the parity is so strong. Uh, look, it's right there for all these teams. Uh, I think, again, it comes down to health, who's on a roll, and goaltending. I'm just going to sprinkle in comments as we go here. Dan Croft's uh, watching. Good friend of mine, Crofty. He says, love the NASCAR updates. Well, I've been, you've been trying to get me into it for years, Crofty. I'm into it now. As I said to Rich, when it comes to racing, I enjoy the smell of burnt fuel better than manure. So I'll stick to auto <laughs> racing over horse racing. That's just me. Uh, you don't mind me firing all these rapid-fire no, questions no, that you do. No. So I read a story somewhere that your nephew, Brandon, and his whole family was pretty severely affected by COVID in the last two weeks. So what's your take on them coming back to play and how it ravaged the team? You know, we, we're very, we were very concerned for Brandon and Gazelle and the kids, uh, you know, especially when it happens to little ones because um, you don't really hear that much about that. And uh, but with the variant, um, obviously that's a different question. And and with with Gazelle, with them expecting their third little one um, in August, yeah, it's it was a big concern. But uh, thank God they've managed to pull through it. Uh, thank God for the whole organization and and the players and their families. It's you know it's just not a it's not a hockey story anymore. It's a it's a story that you worry about you know. You know, you worry about the families and and the well-being and and, and the, you know, especially if there's any long-term effects on the little ones and um, they've managed to pull out of this and and you know I'm sure glad that that Miller did what he did a few days ago. I think it was the right thing. Um, it bought them some more time, which I think was badly needed. Uh, and who cares about rescheduling games and making this has to last a little bit longer to get through this. But in terms of the schedule, I think the biggest thing, Rod, though, is that it bought them much needed time uh, because you can't expect, I don't care how elite these athletes are, you can't expect them to, to come in and play on the timelines that were initially given to them and expect them to perform without worrying about long-term effects or their own health and well-being. Well, I think it's important for people to know and you and I talk a lot, at least once a week, you've been always extremely COVID conscious. You have your vaccination shot, your first, right? Yes, but I'm still, uh, you know, one of the things I promised myself from day one is that, um, yeah, I miss my travel. I miss my responsibilities, what I do with my organization. I feel like, you know, it feels like at home and doing things on a daily basis, I've kept as busy and probably more busy in some ways. But at the end of the day, my concern from day one was was staying clear of this, mm -hmm. staying healthy uh, for the well-being of my own family um, and my own health. And um, knock on wood that we've managed to get through it so far. And uh, yeah, just as our family have managed to get through it too as well, with the exception of Brown and his, his family. Well, but I think that's the point. I've had my shot. You've had your shot. I can't wait for my second. And you haven't had your second, I, I believe. No, hopefully in a couple of weeks if, right. I, if I can get somewhere to get it. Yeah, but I'm just saying to the non-sports crowd that are up, I saw what was saying, being said about me on the weekend, Rod doesn't care about COVID, all he wants is sports. I'm like, no, if we can play sports safely, I just don't want everything shut down. Like, for instance, in the Dub Hub, you've been in it the last four days. I've had people say to me, this is the safest place on the prairies. 
right? And you went through your checks on stuff. So it's like, if we can do it safe, I don't want to get it. But I don't think we should shut down all sports either. Why can't people get their head around that? Well, it's... Honestly, Rod, it's been very frustrating as for me individually, and I know my opinion doesn't count, but I'm just going to say that, look, we've, we've put ourselves in some very brutal spots as a country and, and as people, and I don't get it why people don't understand, and they can rip whoever all they want that think that I'm wrong, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we have to do what's right, and, and, and I don't think what's right is by not listening. What's right is by doing the right things that's going to help us chase this thing out of here. Uh, and praying that some people get their act together in terms of our vaccines for our country, because um, a lot of uh, you know a lot of underdelivering going on, as far as I'm concerned, about where we're at with this and the timelines of where we should be at compared to where we said we were going to be at four or five months ago. And people made fun of what was going on south of the border and how terrible it was, but you know, yeah. Population-wise, they were in tough shape, but you look at, you know, you can get a vaccine anywhere down there. And, yeah. and here, I mean, we're, we're fighting just to, to get people ones and, and, and quit throwing them away. Let's start using them, putting them in people's arms because this is what it's all about and is getting our, getting our people taken care of, not just the first shot, but the second shot. Right. I just wanted to get that out there and clarify your stance is the same yeah. as my stance. It, it's, right? it's, it's concerning. There's no yeah. doubt on a daily basis. It but does... Uh, it does bother you because we need to get our people taken care of. All of your questions for which, when we come back, it's his last segment with us because he's got some hockey stuff to do after this. By the way, Troy in Toronto says, Rich is a great guest enjoying his commentary. That's why we got him in here. And if you got questions, let us know. We'll fire him at him right after this break. You're watching the RP Show. Monday morning coffee get-together for Caliber Coffee. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Last segment with Rich Sutter, and we got questions for him. James in Ford, Manitoba. Great interview. The Sutters, Sutters are not known for loving the media, but I can not I can see that he respects Rod. It's like watching old friends. I remember the first time I met him in the lobby of the Ramada in Lethbridge. You came down for breakfast with Rich Preston. I don't know if you remember that day I with do. the Pats. I do. have been friends ever since. Um, well, Dean Tix is watching outside Green Bay, Wisconsin. He says, what is Rich's take on the BC Hockey League possibly becoming involved with the USHL? He's a fan of the Green Bay. It's the Blizzard, right? Gamblers. Gamblers? Gamblers. Oh, so you know all about it. Of course I do. What do you think about the BCHL move? Well, I think right now it's just, you know, until you actually see it happen, it's there's rumors, but maybe where there's rumors, there's smoke, there's fire. But I think it's just not the BCHL, quite frankly, Rod. I'm hearing real stories about some of the AJHL teams as well, and, and uh, that has been going on for more than 20 two. years. Yeah, but. But more real than anything lately in the last few weeks. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's something the Kane, you know, the Canadian hockey wants to deal with. Quite frankly, they don't. They want to be losing teams out of their leagues and going elsewhere. But uh, 
who knows where this is going. Obviously, someone has done their homework and someone has done some planning, so it wasn't like this popped up overnight. Some Junior A leagues feel incredibly restricted by Hockey Canada, and obviously BCHL is one of them. That's why they want to break mm-hmm. off on their own. So it's a bigger story than we have time for here, I'd say. For sure, for sure. Um, the people, a lot of the viewers were asking your thoughts on uh, if the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be acquiring a center to play with line A. What is the future looking like there? Because you talked about it at the trade deadline, and I don't think you well, guys got anybody. Look, every team needs a number one center, right? Some teams have one, some teams have two. And uh, we, at this point, yeah, we our goal is to get better. Our goal is to find that center. Uh, we believe that we will. Um, I also believe that in this league, the way the league is nowadays, uh, to have a number one center and, you know, and, you know, Edmonton was fortunate to get, you know, their guys um, through the draft and, and through the tough times they had preceding drafts that allowed them to get themselves in positions to have those guys. Uh, I also believe that you're in a league today that, you know, if you can have even two real good number two type guys, uh, it still makes you a strong hockey club. I think the biggest thing is if you got your wingers that are talented, skilled uh, players that can explode and score goals for you, your job is to get them a centerman that can get them the puck. And uh, I think that's every team's goal. And, and uh, I don't think a centerman's going to fall into our lap right now. So it's going to take some work. It's going to take some, uh, some uh, effort and some great thoughts about how we're going to pull this off. But I really believe with our group of people that we're going to be able to get that guy uh, moving forward for next fall. Jeff in Winnipeg says, love the Sutters. They don't back down and not afraid to say it like it is. And in that vein, Rich, we got to be out by 56-ish. So i got two quick questions for you. Johnny the Habs fan just hammering you on giving the Habs Josh Anderson in the Domi trade. Do you want to address that? No, no, okay. because, you know, there's a reason why trades are made. Um, it's about trying to find ways to to give opportunities to people in your organization and to give others opportunities somewhere else. And I'm not saying where that went. Um, we within know how that, that works and how this is all, what this is all about. So I'm not going to comment any further. Perfect. And we have one minute for the WHL fans. Can you repeat what you said an hour ago in our morning meeting about all these young stars coming up? I'm telling you, the Western Hockey League people, it's been a real treat to be able to watch uh, games in the last uh, few weeks, especially in the last uh, three, four days. Western Hockey League fans, uh, line up and get your season tickets in a lot of towns in the next uh, few months because this Western Hockey League has provided something in the last few weeks with younger players, and they got a lot to be excited about the next two, three years. A lot of real strong young players are going to be fun to watch. Absolute stars. Exactly. Yeah, so thank you, Rich. He's in town scouting in the Dub Hub. I'll see you tonight for the back-to-back games, but thanks for coming in and answering all our questions. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Rod. Rich Sutter's, Rich Sutter's appearance is brought to you by Great Western Original 16. One of our biggest partners here at the RP Show is Great Western Breweries. Coming up next hour from the Winnipeg Jets radio crew, Jamie Thomas will join us. We'll get to your football questions and everything else. Hour two coming up on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and of course, listen live at rodpeterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.